Hello, 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 and welcome to Rainbows Rising, where we ascend together. I'm your host, Rainbow Raja, and today I have Nilam Nilani, yes? Nanwani. Nanwani, and she is um, going to be teaching um, a a little bit about ancestral healing and why it's so important to connect with your ancestors and and you know why how she got into that and how how did you get into that how did you get into working with your ancestors and yeah that that's a it's an interesting topic to get into isn't it yeah uh, hi emily thank you for having me on the show and it's a pleasure to share uh, my teachings and my learnings with all of you <clears throat> in the native american cultures or in the shamanic cultures Working with our ancestors is a very, very integral aspect. Uh, Even for next generations, I will become the ancestor. So in the ancient cultures, in the indigenous cultures, uh, they used to pay great importance to honoring our ancestors because they are our roots. It is from them that we have emerged. And uh, realizing that Today, I am my current generation. Tomorrow, I will become the ancestor for the future generation. So, cause and effect. So, they used to pay attention to their actions, to their deeds, to their thoughts. And what effect will it have seven generations down the line? And that's that's why this aspect is very important because we are where we are today currently suffering in the way we are going through our struggles and traumas is because of the cause and effect of what we are living and what we have done to this earth. And so it's very important to realize those aspects. So that is one, that we tomorrow will become the ancestors for the future generations. And what the way we conduct ourselves, heal ourselves, not heal ourselves, the actions that we do will have repercussions on the future generations. So that is one aspect of working with the ancestral energy. And second, realizing that when we work with our ancestors, we honor our roots. They did what they did in a way that they knew best. And since we carry the same DNA, we also con- unconsciously have carried within our DNA the same histories, the same trauma, the same beliefs, the same fears, even though we may not consciously realize it. So since we are a part of the same DNA and the same genealogy, it has scientifically been proven that we carry their imprints within ourselves. So many a times we see that the life that we are living is not our own life. It's driven by the patterns and the aspects of our ancestral lineage. So that is why it is very important to look at ancestral healing because when we resolve it within ourselves, say for example, there is a belief that I'm carrying from my ancestral lineage that I am not good enough and that has manifested in uh, my life in the form of lack of abundance, lack of love or good relationships in whichever way. So when I resolve and heal that pattern within myself, I am doing 360 degree healing in the sense that I am healing my previous seven generations. So I am helping my ancestors heal the same thing and move on. I am healing my future seven generations. So this pattern will not be continued in my future generations, 
I am healing sideways all my siblings and their children, all my uncles and aunts and their children. And so, in reality, I am healing the entire web of life because we are all connected in this web of life. So, if I heal my ancestral lineage, heals my future generations, heal and they will heal their own future generations. So, we are healing the entire society. So, the ramifications and the cause and effect of ancestral healing is far-reaching is huge and that is why ancestral healing is very very important yeah that's such a powerful sentiment and i can i can really see the depth of of this very very powerful work and it, it really must be difficult work to do because um a lot of the stuff that would be coming up would be very triggering correct yeah yeah because it is it is believed that we at the soul level we're ready to be born into our lineage and our ancestors see us as a ray of hope to break that dysfunction that has been carried on since generations whatever that fear based pattern may be whatever that dysfunction or wounding or trauma may be they feel that we can liberate them they, they realize we are ready and so at the soul level those who are called to ancestral healing it is believed that they have made a contract and the divine has chosen, our soul have chosen this purpose and have entered into a contract with our ancestors to come into our family lineages and break that dysfunction. Mm. Now, in order for me to break that dysfunction, I will have to feel it. I will have to see it. It has to affect my life in some way for me to trigger that need for healing and realizing where is this coming from. Many a times we keep working on a particular aspect. And it doesn't go away. It doesn't heal. But we don't realize that we have not touched the root cause of that aspect. And the root cause may not be our current life. Maybe our life of our ancestors who also went through similar histories or similar patterns. And that through our genes is being carried forward to us. And so when we go through that suffering or so through that pain, we realize I can't be having this. And those on the healing journey start begin to look for answers what is happening in my life why am i attracting this pattern why is this in my life why i don't have this why i am in so much pain this could be health wise this could be any addiction wise this could be relationship wise this could be not getting married this could be money wise this could be any fear or any patterns of not being successful in any aspects of our life and then when we start digging and digging and digging and digging and we go to the root cause and we realize oh my mother also have has this problem of not being honored in the family or my grandmother or grandfather and then their uh, their parents and then we kind of catch a thread this is the ancestral pattern which is running in my life and so because it is affecting me i choose to work on it i choose to heal that within myself and when i choose to heal that within myself it's cause and effect it goes back seven generations it goes forward seven generations. It goes sideways. Of course, the choice of healing is on the person receiving the healing. And so they may choose through their free will not to receive the healing. But if they choose and if they are ready, then it can go circular and it can heal so many facets of our life and so many people in our life. Absolutely. So let me, let me just ask a real quick question. So when you say that, you know, uh, Ancestral healing has to do with this pattern that we are beginning to recognize in our own lives 
that we are bringing awareness to these patterns. And by choosing to feel, choosing to see the root cause that we are able to like affect the chain reaction um, behind us, in front of us and to the sides of us. So could this, you know, could ancestral, I guess, uh, karma, is that a good word? Ancestral karma or? Ancestral uh, healing is a better word, yeah. Okay, so like, um, if if my grandfather, you know, cheated on my grandmother, right? And suddenly my spouse is cheating on me and my parents had some, you know, this is theoretical, that didn't happen, but let's just say for the sake of, so um, would that mean that if I'm seeing that pattern, that that's some kind of ancestral healing that needs to be addressed in this life, like right now, because yes. I noticed yes. that pattern. Yes. And so some, some of these things that maybe the listeners are experiencing in their lives, some, some repetitive traumas or some life circumstances that were beyond their control, some things that didn't make logical sense to them at the time, um, they didn't necessarily cause those events, but they yeah. are being brought up to be healed yeah. in yeah. their in their own awareness. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll give you an example how I touched base upon this. Uh, you know, I always had this problem that I don't have enough support. I my my near and dear ones would be the best for the world in terms of giving support and offering help and being there for them. But when it came to my life and my being and my relationship with them, I would not receive mm. adequate support or help mm. from or love from them. And, and I would be the one who would be working, 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 working and I would get, get tired, I would get ill and I'm why am I not inviting support when the same person is very supportive for the rest of the world? And this brought me to an awareness that in my family lineage, all women in the family had similar problems. They did not receive adequate support from the men in the family. It could be their father, it could be their spouse, it could be their brother. So the men in the family lineage were never available for the women in the lineage. And so it looks like a singular pattern, but it had multiple threads. Because of that, women felt unsupported. Their receiving got blocked. That's one pattern. They felt very angry and they started lashing out. So communication in the family became a huge problem. As a result of which, relationships started suffering. So relationship pattern also carried forward from one generation to another where the spouses and the husband and the wife were not doing well within uh, their own selves and so their children were born who had unhappy relationships mm. and as a result of which solar plexus issues developed health problems developed because of anger and resentment towards each other and it's very interesting to see that the problem was with the women in the lineage but then as a result of from the men in the lineage so even though the problem was originating from one side of the family because of the cause and effect other side of the family also got affected and so the men had anger for women, women had anger for men and so many problems, financial, emotional, psychological, relationship, health wise, so many problems sprung from a single issue of whatever reason it could be that men were not there for the women in the family and so it became an entire spiral and if you talk about my life, I had all these issues and I started questioning 
Why is this in my space? What can I do to take responsibility of my life and create a shift in my life to change this pattern? And that's wherein uh, I, I slept with an intention to understand what that ancestral pattern was. And I was in my dreams shown that men always escape from the responsibility. Men never took responsibility. And that's where I began the process of healing this ancestral pattern of not men not being supportive. And it took me through various layers which I talked about in terms of emotional, physical, psychological, spiritual. And it took me a while to because there were many layers to this healing. It was just not one pattern. You, you, you know, it's like a spiral. You go through one layer and then another layer opens up and then it's like an onion. Paul used to say like it's, you keep on peeling the onion and then layers and layers kept opened up. So it took me a while, I would say that. And it was a, uh, it was a journey which took me deeper within myself. It was tough, but I could see the results. I, the same person may not have supported me, but he supported me in his own way. In hindsight, if I look at it and that opened up and, and my expectations changed. I invited support from outside world, you know, uh, other people who did not biologically connect to me and, and the huge area of support opened up in my space. Even when I was ill right now with COVID, I was alone in my house and so many friends opened up their homes. They sent me food. My, you know, male students would send me medicines from different city. I couldn't go out and buy medicine. I wouldn't even have the energy to, uh, you know, look into my phone and order online. I was that weak and they would look up the chemist shop near my home and they would ask for them to home deliver it. And so I, I, I received immense, immense support even during my illness. And it, this healing is all which culminated into me letting go of that belief that I don't have enough support and I'm alone. And it helped me see that the support is actually there and that Healing that I did for so many years to break all these patterns has actually come alive and I'm seeing the results of that. And so, I mean, it, it's a sidebar, but yes, illness also plays a role in our lives. In, in It feels very traumatic, but it brings a lot of messages and I, it helped me see I can face illness alone. I am not actually alone. I am supported by the universe. So much healing came to my doorstep and I'm so grateful uh, for doing this work and for this work coming my way and for all the people that you know, opened up their hearts and for my own heart to open up to receiving because that's what it was. The heart was closed. If heart is closed, how can I receive? And so to see the transformation live, it, it was really heartwarming, really, really heartwarming. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that story because, I mean, that was a really vulnerable story to share about, about your personal life and your family life. And by the way, I am so happy that you recovered from COVID and that there were people over there on your side of the world, like able to support you and take care of you. And I mean, that really does go to show like that, that this healing work does work and it, and it can break down, you know, so many layers. Cause I think I met you, God, what was it like <laughs> six, seven years ago? Oh, right. And um, 14. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, so when I first met you and Paul, um, you know, I, you are a very fiery woman. You're very, very dominating. I don't know if domineering is the, is the best. One word. can say it feisty, fiery, ferocious, or passionate. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you take control. And at the time, it was a little off-putting. 
really was. I was very intimidated by you. Uh, and You're I, not I, the only one, Emily. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just going to be honest because, I mean, I remember sitting in the workshop and Paul had this very watery, very, very <laughs> fluid, gentle, like he's just like this like grandfather river you know like uh like energy and here you are like this feisty elephant lady sitting in the <laughs> like this was um and you know it always kind of seemed like you had a scowl but you didn't really but uh, <laughs> but like i can see you know i don't know if you were doing ancestral work um at the time or where you were and all we that started a, we started a year later after we met you oh, okay yeah because i mean i could see where maybe the energy like i don't i don't even think it was you because like you you guys were so like warm and opening your home to me um because unlike the other people at the at the workshop i i had to stay at your home and you were so welcoming and so loving and you were just so giving um by the way for all the listeners uh th this is like my my very first shamanic mentor um she and uh paul were were the first people to say hey uh i i think you might be a shaman you should you should maybe look into that <laughs> so thank you so much you guys opened a huge door because i was wandering around with all of these experiences and i had no clue what i was doing so um, anyway, back to <laughs> back to the uh, ancestral work. Um, what I was gonna say about about that was you have this big old beautiful picture of the the flower of life, and you had talked about how these um, you know when you do ancestral work that it's almost like you are branching out and webbing out and healing an entire line, both past and future and um how powerful this healing can be on so many le levels and you know when you were bringing that up i was a little curious could that go a different way as well could you you know like in this lifetime maybe i made a mistake and made a poor choice does that mean that my karma will be passed down onto my my children and their children and is there a chance that that i could be negatively impacting my own um, lineage through my poor choices or, you know, Yes, cause and, cause and effect always goes forward. So there are two things. One is, one is ancestral patterns and second is uh, the karmic imprints. Mm. So when a particular pattern manifests on both sides of the family, okay. say, say for example, I have an issue of rejection. And say, let's say Paul also had an issue of rejection. And rejection is also my ancestral issue. And for him also it is an ancestral issue. Coming forward uh, where parents felt rejected and so on and so forth. And if husband and wife both are combating with the same pattern, then it is definitely karmic in our understanding uh, and observation. But if, let's say, Paul doesn't have a rejection issue or a particular pattern and I am having it and the roots are in my lineage then it may not necessarily be karmic so there are two threads to our patterns one is ancestral and one is karmic so the karmic imprints will remain with me which which will i will have to resolve uh, but the ancestral patterns because of the same dna will pass from generation to generation say for example and of course it's choices let's say 
uh, an ancestral had a, a piece of land and they did agriculture and something happened during that particular in that ancestor's lifetime wherein the entire harvest went bad and they went into extreme poverty after which they chose to give up and never succeeded and so so the imprint and the belief that they could have imbibed at that point in time because of the trauma would be of failure and giving up and hope and despair now it's possible that because we are coming from the same genealogy that i may and the subsequent generations and including me may have that despair or hopelessness or not willing to give it enough try or that uh, the go getter attitude because the failure wound is there in my genes now it's possible that in my current lifetime this particular pattern may choose to show up in relationships the core being hopelessness failure i am not good enough and despair or it may show up in the same field as finances i may not feel motivated in my career or i may keep failing in my jobs or i may not feel like trying to be i may not be ambitious i may choose not to be passionate about my gifts so it the way it shows up could vary in terms of the branches or it can choose up choose to show up in my health or not manifesting a relationship but the core issue could remain the same is that of failure or i am not good enough or of despair so when we look at ancestral issues we don't look we definitely begin with the presenting problem but we also go to the root cause and also dig what is the subconscious debilitating emotion and belief that has been passed on from generation to generation and so when we go back to that belief we have the power to go back and change that dna and to change that belief so in that entire process of ancestral healing we go back in time we go back to the ancestor where it started we rescript the stories we help them make different choices we we kind of change ask our guides and our higher self to make those dna level changes and belief level changes so that then and then and let go of that old belief and then bring in the new energy because it's ultimately everything is energy so the old belief has an energy we let go of that so we can bring in the new energy and the new energy could be i am powerful or i am good enough or i am worthy and i can keep trying and i i, I can succeed in spite of one failure doesn't mean the end of the world and so i can bring that new energy new belief into my dna and then that belief can be taken to the doorstep of my siblings of my aunts and uncles of my children now depending on where they are in their individual journey their higher self may choose to receive that gift or may not receive that gift so depending on that the ancestral healing would progress so um i i know i've taken your your ancestral course at one point yeah. um and uh just based on what you were saying there it sounds like there are multiple ways to get to an end result like for example you talked about doing a journey to the lifetime where that root cause of the pattern started or right. to the moment where the ancestor had started feeling certain things that caused right. a reaction so right. like journeying can be a way to um yes. kind of rewrite history 
um, yes. in, in a way. But then I also heard you switch into talking about the vibration and the energetic connection and resonance and how you can recognize the frequency or the, the vibration or the energetic current of, you know, the bad habit or the bad, you know, the, the ancestral pattern, right? So there's right. The, the frequency of that. And then you can shift that to maybe a more positive response or a positive yes. um, behavioral pattern that yes. can help resolve that pattern. But then on top of that, I heard you kind of move into uh, the last one, which is doing actual energy work and, and doing some kind of, um, you know, like doing um, like affirmations and like actually giving, giving, uh, I guess, energetically the offering of healing to all of those so the, the ancestral healing that we teach in the workshop has two to three ways mm -hmm. in one of the ways it's a seven step process mm -hmm. in in step one we go back in time and find out uh, what the pattern is actually so you see not all people know what their ancestral pattern is so we kind of uh, introspect in our life we connect with our helping spirits we connect with our guides we connect with our ancient ancestral guides and find out which ancestral pattern is ready to be healed right now and we come up to the surface and we do the exploration and the digging process around that once we know that then there is something which we share in the workshop called the realm of ancestral healing in the realm of ancestral healing we invite all our previous seven generations and then the entire process is guided as to how uh, to do this healing once we recognize the pattern say the pattern was of anger and then we call forward previous generations and the whole process uh, is laid out and we call forward the, the ancestors and help them heal that through that process help them heal that particular uh, issue say anger in this particular case now the the, the next step of course the past is healed but what about the future? We cannot leave a void. And so to bring in new energy into that uh, void, into that belief that has changed, that pattern or emotion which has been released. So to bring in, say, if anger is released, maybe we can bring in compassion. And so we don't decide on our own. We check with our helping spirits. We check with our ancestral guides and we ask what could be the replacement because you know the energy is energy and energy doesn't like a void. If you leave a void, some other undesirable energy can fit in. So in order to not have that happen, we definitely want to create a new DNA. We definitely want to create a new inspiration and a new belief or bring in a new energy. So we ask which energy needs to replace the old belief which has released. And so that healing happens for ourselves and for the ancestral lineage. And now then we offer the same belief, the same and the new energy, so to say, the new DNA to the future generations and to our si and to our siblings. Now, let's say I offer, I had the issue of anger and coming from the ancestral lineage, that is resolved in my space. I am ready. It's resolved in the ancestral lineage. Now, I take the gift of love and compassion and whatever the new belief is to the doorstep of, say, my sister. Now, it is dependent on my sister's higher self whether to receive that or not. 
let's say she is going through a certain situation in her life where she still needs anger to fight her battles so she may not be ready yet to accept this gift or her ego mind may reject it because she is still not ready for the healing so we don't force the healing to be delivered to the doorstep of our future generations and our siblings and our aunts and uncles we just our higher self just makes an endeavor to take it to the doorstep of their higher self and then it's up to them maybe they have to go through certain karmic journey of their own or some journey of their own where it is still not yet time in their life for this pattern to resolve because they have to go through certain more healings for them to reach that space so it depends on where they are individually in their healing journey and then it then they may receive or they may not receive and so we just our our responsibility is just to heal ourselves the ancestors and then to offer to the doorstep of uh, our door near and dear ones who may be ready to receive this healing or not okay that's okay so it's like it's like a three step or four step process there to, to there are actually seven to eight steps i just oh. uh, summed it up in brief for you <laughs> okay well is there are there like i guess like beginner steps for for people who you know want to start doing this work and explore this topic you know of course they can always find you and reach out to you for for more information on how to do the more in depth work cuz I, i i took the course and it was profound like i i was really able to like work on some really deep seated issues on on my mom's side and my dad's side and we have a much healthier connection through that um so i i know the the work works um but i'm just i'm just curious do you think that there are you know maybe maybe more gentle practices for for people who maybe are not on the path of sh- the shaman who yeah, can incorporate into their life the first step is to realize that our ancestors need acknowledgement love and forgiveness we have become a culture who has become very nuclear who has become separated from our roots however those roots are those roots may be healthy or those roots may not be those so healthy and so the first step is to realize <coughs> that our ancestors did what they did went through what they went through through the limited means of awareness and the tools that they had at that point in time that's number 1 so to approach them from a space of not anger but empathy mm-hmm. and forgiveness because our ancestors do look at us for forgiveness the second most important ancestral need or the first most an- important ancestral need is to be seen is to be recognized is to be acknowledged uh, that's we, such a powerful one i mean even when not working with ancestors just yes, working with another yes. person Yes. Um this is su- such an interesting, you know, connection here cuz I just had a conversation with my parents 2 days ago. My my grandmother passed away and I I talked to my parents about wanting to to be seen in regards to some really traumatic life events that had happened and my parents have struggled for a very long time accepting these events that they happened at all they like no that never happened that never happened and uh i kind of was like hey 
I just, I don't want you to apologize. You don't, you know, there's no blame. I just want to be heard and seen. And the, the, the feeling of having that click in my parents' heads and have them look at me and, and not, not like turn inward and feel defensive anymore. Oh my God, there was nothing more powerful. It just, it felt so wonderful to find so i i know that's the most powerful that's number one is is seeing your ancestors in the it, it is. and and even acknowledging them you know we kind of forget that yes we had we may not have known them personally i beyond my grandmother don't know my great grandmother or i don't even know their names but just with simple intention Whenever we sit in prayer or meditation, Absolutely. we can just remember those who have walked the path before us from the maternal side and the paternal side. And of course, our spiritual ancestors, the ancestors of the land. If we could simply say, I see you, I acknowledge you, I honor you, I love you. And, 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 and these simple words will bring back the connection to our roots, to who we really are. We cannot run away from who we really are. However those roots are, we are those roots. And to negate those roots would be to negate our own being. And so when we acknowledge those roots, when we acknowledge those ancestors, we are directly and indirectly acknowledging and recognizing and accepting our own being and that is the truest form of self-love and there can be nothing more healing than that simple act of acknowledgement it's a side topic but i still want to share a story uh, when when paul was alive we used to you know come to the us every year and we used to do this uh, spiritual retreats to sedona now we all know that sedona has been also a home to many uh, native tribes and stuff like that. So we would have uh, a market in Sedona, which I would very keenly look forward to, where all the Native American goods would be offered and uh, and all of that. And there would be, of course, non-Native American vendors as well. And so it, it, it was like a little inner child who would come alive and going from you know vendor to vendor and looking out for all the goods which are not available otherwise for us and all of that. And there was this Native American lady, uh, I think Navajo, I'm not sure, but uh, she had this whole uh, jewelry, handmade jewelry by her tribe and by herself rather and offering that. So I liked a little, uh, I think it was a pendant uh, for Paul I, I liked and I was just talking to her, uh, negotiating a little bit and, and I saw a tinge of sadness in her eyes. We kind of went away, the pricing didn't suit us and then something made me come back to the to her stall and me and Paul picked up that piece of jewelry and I just sent her a blessing and I said may more and more people come to your stall may the love that you put in your jewelry be seen and may people recognize you for who you are and I just felt I said can I give you a hug and I and she came out of her stall and I hugged her and in her ears I just said these simple words I see you I honor you I acknowledge you and she was in tears and every time I narrate the story Emily I am in tears because 
this basic essence of being human we forgotten and and it you and she said you see me huh i said yes i see you and then more people came to her stall she got busy and we quietly slipped away but it is this basics of human one human seeing another and how can we not do that for our ancestors and even i am emotional right now yeah. because it's such a precious uh, incident in my life I, and I it's a story i always share i think i think seeing people and and voicing that and connecting on a on a really basic level yes um has be, become forgotten and i don't know when that happened i think it must have been what in the early 1900s or something like what the 40s the 50s i don't know i know that people were shunned for emotions at some point and yeah. that's yeah. become something but man just the act of recognizing someone's emotions being present with them in their story and and being neutral being neutral like whether or not you agree with their actions whether or not you like what they're saying doesn't matter it really doesn't matter at this point like we are all humans walking this incredibly difficult roller coaster ride of a life and it's lonely without more division without more separation and you know it the more that we can all just look into each other's eyes and say things like i see you i feel you i honor you i mean that's i i think that that it's would be giving the biggest healing and biggest healing to a human being and to your own self mm-hmm. so so yeah acknowledging our ancestors is the first step they all we all have some basic needs and so do our ancestors so maybe doing a small forgiveness prayer doing taking a small step asking them for a message or connecting with them asking them how i can honor you how would you like me to honor you and listening to those inner whispers to that intuition these are the primary steps of beginning our journey of reconnecting with our ancestors and uh, they they ancestors come looking for us in our dreams they need help sometimes they want to help us but we are not present we are not aware and and so paying attention to our dreams saying a small prayer uh, connecting with them through food you know many times i remember the food my grandmother used to make the simple lemon pickle that she used to make and so through honoring them through food maybe laying down a plate for them it's just these small gestures of acknowledgement of seeing writing a letter to our ancestors and then doing a small fire ceremony surrendering that letter to the spirit of fire asking the spirit of fire to take our prayers to the ethers to take our prayers to the realm of ancestors and that our prayers for them and for ourselves be heard be seen doing a small fire ceremony or doing a small ceremony around water when we bathe we remember uh, our feminine lineages our masculine lineages and just say a small prayer because water has the ability to be programmed to program our water with forgiveness with a simple chant of i am sorry please forgive me i love you i thank you saying this small prayer to our ancestors through water through fire through small ritual and ceremony or through just prayer through just meditation and through just being present to their energy and acknowledging them 
these are steps which go a long way in in recognizing and healing our ancestors ho'oponopono is one of the most powerful practices as simple as it is yes, that it is. i'm sorry please forgive me thank you i love you can change so much and i really like that you're you're applying it to working with the ancestors because i think a lot of times the ancestors are over there thinking they've been forgotten or ignored and there's so many families that have secrets or the ancestors themselves took secrets to the grave even just emotions or thoughts patterns and and such you know they took those things to the grave and to just not even know what they are but just have a wholeness of forgiveness a wholeness of acceptance for all those mistakes and all of the things they did and to recognize that all of those culminate all the culmination of all their actions brought brought you to now to this moment exactly like, it's a exactly. powerful powerful practice so that's thank you for sharing that because i'd never even thought to to apply ho'oponopono to like ancestral healing i yeah, i do actually, have a, it is it is one of the important steps in the ancestral realm when we call forth the previous seven generations and the ancestor who becomes a surrogate for healing the entire lineage the most important prayer that is shared and spoken in that realm is the prayer of oponopono which is it clears karma it clears our imprints it brings in new energy it's a very powerful prayer coming from the hawaiian huna traditions mm -hmm. i'm sorry please forgive me i love you i thank you and it is here we let go of our anger and our pain and our sorrows and our trauma it heals everything it is simple and yet very profound it is so i i have a question kind of circling back to karma you got karma then you have ancestral habits and patterns now what about curses is that is that a part of you know is that is is there such a thing as ancestral curses can can you even receive a curse through your ancestors is it like a like a you know a ancestral transmitted disease or the <laughs> curses are nothing but powerful words uh, spoken with intention and ill intent i would say that uh, it's intention ill placed intention or ill placed words Uh, spoken with a lot of power it depends on us say if i were to curse you i would say a very strongly uh, worded sentence now it's that would be a curse in my opinion but it would it would it it's up to you whether you want to take it or you want to return it with love so curses are selenite curses are just words because words have power and uh, if the ancestor has taken up that words as true then it becomes a curse and then that energy can of course linger in future generations so we mm. definitely can heal that oh oaths vows curses uh, any uh, negative actions done by ancestors and the ramifications of that past to future generations can also be healed through various processes uh, by going back in time that's where the method 2 comes wherein we take the river of life and we go back in time and see where which ancestor started we revisit his life revisit his death scene 
re-script that whole story and then bring forth the new DNA in, into our future. So, so yeah, there are processes for healing that as well. Wow. I know, I know one of the, the biggest ancestral things that I, I don't think I was able to figure out. This was like one, one of the things I couldn't figure out was uh, on my mom's side, there's, um, there's been like a lot of loss in regards to like partners. And I, I think I brought this up in the, in the course. Um, and it's like every generation loses like their first love on my mom's side. Hmm. And, um, you know, I, I always, I kind of was like, is this a curse? What is this? Like, how did this start? And it seemed to start with my grandmother. I don't know if it started earlier than that. I don't, I don't know. But, um, you know, I like, how does something like that start? Just, you know, this is more for a personal, because <laughs> I'm so curious, how does something like that start? And, and how does it get passed? Well, there can be several reasons why the loss uh, has happened. Uh, there could be, as you rightly said, some karmic imprints which are passing on, or it could be some health-related issues, or it could be the belief of the women in the lineage that I am not worthy of love, or I am, uh, or, or the belief of loss. Say, let's say one generation of women, say seven generation or tenth generation down the line, a woman lost her partner. Mm-hmm. So that belief and grief was not processed, probably. I'm just giving random, uh, you know, hypothetical examples. So mm-hmm. suppose she did not process her pain, but she became bitter in the process and, and she said, well, relationships are like that only. You always end up losing. And that resentment or bitterness or that feeling of pain and grief, that relationship is associated with loss, kind of passed on from one generation to another and so that may be a possibility that because of her belief the future generation women also attract a similar it may not be their life story so this this is the whole problem with ancestral issues that many a times we are not living our own story we are living the truth and the story of our parents and their parents and their parents and that is why ancestral leading is so important so that we can live our own truth as well we don't only, we, we, it is important for us to acknowledge our ancestors and heal them and heal the stories which are rooted in me. But through that, it is also important to come to a realization that I am living their story. I am not living my truth at all. And so, ancestral healing becomes important because it helps you be who you really are born for. Absolutely. So, so and, and live those gifts and live that purpose fully and blossom fully in your essence, blossom fully in your truth, which is not possible because we are living somebody else's truth and somebody else's story. So ancestral healing also helps us put an end to all the old stories of our life, which don't belong to us in the first place. Yeah. So, so when you're ancestor, when you're doing any kind of ancestral healing, you're not just living your truth and like freeing yourself. You're also freeing everyone in your family from this, from this situation, which can be like such a power. I mean, gosh, that's so powerful, you know, cause then you're allowing every single person, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, your sisters, your brothers, your moms, your dads, your grandmas, your grandpas, your 
kids, all of them get to be free to be themselves. Do you think we're ever going to get to a place in the future where there isn't any ancestral healing work to do? (laughs) Really really depends. (laughs) We have to also realize, Emily, the current times that we are going through in the pandemic, the way we choose to believe, given to fear, or the beliefs that we imbibe, all that is going to become an ancestral issue for our future generations. So we, in the current times, not only have a responsibility to heal what we have received from our ancestors in the past, but we have to make sure we don't create any new ancestral issue for our future. Yeah. Because our children will be our DNA and they will, whether they want it or not, carry what we fear, carry what our pain is into their lives. So it's very important for us to recognize that and to choose trust, to choose surrender, to choose healing, whatever situation we may be going through. Instead of giving into limiting beliefs and fear and scarcity and all of that, because we have to remember, we will unconsciously pass it on to our children or to our future generations and we don't want that to happen. And so that is second part of the ancestral healing, cause and effect. So the choices that we make, the choices that we not make, everything has a cause and effect. And we can't every time go and evaluate, oh, I'm, I'm thinking this, it will have a negative effect. But to live from that space of awareness and responsibility as much as possible. Being accountable and, for your actions, your words. Yes. Uh, and yes. and even if you make a mistake, being, you know, uh, having the courage to go, you know what? I just did this mistake and I see it and I'm not going to ignore it. I'm going to do the work to feel the emotions of my guilt, to feel the emotions of regret. I'm going to feel my anger at myself and I'm going to allow it to flow through me so I don't have to deal with this or have my kids deal with this or their kids or the kids after that or the kids down the line. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And, well, and it's not all glim and, uh, you know, it's not just all dark and mm-hmm. all negative. Our ancestors also had certain good qualities about them and they had certain gifts. So unless we connect to our ancestors, we will also not be fully using those gifts which are passed on from generation to generation. Say, for example, the men in the ancestral lineage of my family were very good entrepreneurs. Now, if I choose to ignore my ancestors i'm also choosing to ignore the gifts of the lineage and but when i choose to acknowledge the ancestors i also have the capacity to bring back those healing gifts or those gifts and those strong points those positive aspects from the ancestral lineage and make my life better so it's a two-way story it's a two-way thought it's not just negative it's also positive it's also healing it's also beneficial and that is why connection with our ancestors is so crucial. So so technically, we're trying to make sure that we're being aware enough that we don't make mistakes, but also do a lot of spiritual work so that our children and their children get amazing, cool gifts. And yes. and that, that, you know, a couple years down the line, we'll have really cool superhero kids, you know, able to fly and do all kinds of... <laughs> yeah. 
kidding aside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, but, it is it is it is big. Ancestral healing is big, really, really big. It is, it is. And and when you were just talking about the gifts, which totally went straight over my head until just now, like, man, I I know I got a lot of the gifts that I have, just like these random, random things that you know, my parents were like, oh, it's just your imagination as a kid. But I know I got them from, from, you know, my ancestors. Cause you know, we, we all got that one crazy uncle, that one crazy aunt who sits outside and talks to the birds. That's where you got that from. <laughs> right? and, and we may call them crazy, but in our realm, it's a, it's a specialty. It's a gift. It is. To be able it to communicate is. with nature, to be able to listen to voices, to be able to receive guidance and to be able to heal ourselves, it's a gift. It uh, is. And thank God for this gift that, although it's very traumatic after Paul left, but it is this gift which is helping me be in touch with him, communicate with him. And, you know, and although it's not the same as the physical reality, as touch, and he's not there to talk to me in a physical way, and so that loss cannot be repaired at all. And I'm not discounting the death. And I went through the grief the last few months. But it's still a reprieve that I'm still able to communicate because of my spiritual essence and my gift and realize that in the spiritual realm, he is still there for me and he's still supporting me. Yeah, that, that's been such a powerful gift for me as well, being able to to be able to reach out to my ancestors to be able to reach out to um, the people who have passed away in my life when I wasn't necessarily aware of my abilities or, um, you know, when I didn't know how to connect on, on this level, I can still reach out and, and connect with them. That's, that's been an invaluable tool. Like I, I don't know what I would do without it. Cause I mean, there have been now three or four times where I was, I was the bridge for my animal, uh, well, two of my animals, and I was the bridge for my grandmother, and I was the, you know, I was there. I was in that moment with them, and I mean, it, it's such a powerful, and like, I'm so, I'm so grateful for the, the honor to be able to do that, and I, I mean, I, I'm just grateful I, I, I did get to connect with Paul a little bit at one point. Um, I actually drew a picture. I wanted to show it to you later. I'll do that. But um, yeah, it's, it's, there's just nothing like it. So if you guys are out there, you know, and you're considering doing some ancestral work, please do. And, and uh, Neelam, is there any other recommendations or any, anything you'd like to offer the listeners to uh, give them support? in their ancestral work so that they have, you know, a good, a good starting point. So, so just to reiterate, acknowledgement, validation, love, forgiveness of the ancestors, writing a letter to your favorite ancestor, whomsoever you may know, want to know, connecting with them through their dreams, through your dreams, uh, through some ceremony and ritual, just chanting for them, drumming for them can be very, very helpful. Uh, you can begin identifying your ancestral patterns by looking at your life. What is not working in your life? Where is this coming from? Does it get reflected in the life of your mother or father and in, in the life of 
their mother and father and you can begin to introspect what can you do about it if you do not know any process you can ask your healing healing helping spirits to show you a process to heal that pattern or sometimes even just awareness shifts a lot of things you can do this hoponopono prayer that we talked about with regards to that pattern that you may identify i am sorry please forgive me i love you i thank you i prayers blessings forgiveness ceremony ritual these are all simple tools but they are very very powerful and it's time for us to realize that we need to go back to these basics which we have forgotten healing is also simple and so a lot can shift through prayers and blessings and forgiveness absolutely i think i think the the really important thing to remember for all those listening is you know to to walk your own path and to make these you know doing something super simple just doing it stopping no matter what you're doing just stopping and just doing it makes a huge difference don't get so worked up about whether you're doing it right or you're wrong you know that really doesn't matter it's all about the intention and it's it's really about putting your heart into it and meaning it really really digging deep deep into your heart allowing yourself to be vulnerable those are the moments i have really made breakthroughs in working with my ancestors is when i break down and cry when i you know give my my full heart of gratitude for for all that they sacrificed for all that they did for all that they have been doing for me and supporting me and it it is that vulnerability and and allowing yourself to go there because it, it is it's scary to go there and i know you've gone there because i i've seen you go there in in our you know classes i mean it's so vulnerable but there's nothing more cathartic than getting to that moment right after you do it it's so peaceful it's and so vulnerability is courageous it is not weakness and it is when you allow yourself to be vulnerable you open the doorways of your heart mm. and when you share from that space you also receive because heart is the portal of receiving we all want to receive love and abundance and relationships and career and good health but we are afraid to express our emotions and so we block our heart because we are afraid of getting hurt but if we allow ourselves and give ourselves that little safe baby step permission to allow that to open up that doorway of the heart and feel safe to express our pain and emotions and our hurt the doorways of the heart the walls come down the doorways of the heart open and the whole world is ready to give us and we are also ready to receive and how beautiful is that that uh, vulnerability opens up the doorways to our receiving and to our uh, to to you we always have some people with whom we can feel safe and if you don't have anybody you have your guides you have your power animals you have nature go to spaces of nature talk to a tree talk to a plant touch the earth give away all your pain to the earth earth will never complain it will you know transmute it for you or just write a letter to yourself and just surrender that letter to the spirit of fire there is uh, no better support than uh, nature available to us in the visible form our animal guides our human guides our angels our whole divinity our soul self the whole world is available for us uh, to support us if we allow oh yes yes 
Amen to that. That is so true. All of it. All of it. All of it. Soak in this wisdom, you guys. Soak it in. Well, thank you so, so, so much um, for for joining me today, for sharing, gosh, so, so just so much information and and bringing so much clarity on the subject, and and you know sharing sharing you know the the tools because these really are like these are tools uh, that people can apply to their life, and um, you know where where can people find you and what are what are you up to so that you know they they know where to find you. At. I'm on Facebook. My profile is uh, Neelam Nanwani, N-A-N-W-A-N-I. So they can find me on Facebook. Or I'll put a link web- down in the bio, you guys. Yes. And uh, you can put a link to our website too, Emily, so they can get in touch with us through the website. It's uh, www.shamanic-vision.net. Absolutely. So these are the ways to get in touch. Well, thank you. And of course, you can get in touch through Emily too. <laughs> yes, yes. Please email me if you guys want to get a hold of her. I, I will I will send you over. But thank you so much. Thank you so much, much, Emily, for having me and for such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so, so much. And thank you all for tuning in today and listening. This has been such a pleasure. And I hope you guys are able to utilize these tools and start doing your own ancestral healing. Thank you guys again. And I'm glad we are all able to ascend together. Bye. I hope.
Are you ready to ascend to the next level? This is Rainbow Raja, your spirit guide calling. Please be sure to keep all arms and legs inside your vessel at all times. I'm just here to remind you to take some time today. Support Rainbow's Rising podcast. Go join the Discord community. Check out the Patreon. Get some stickers, custom tarot cards. Check out the merch. The merch. You know you want to. Go connect with Rainbow Raja. Maybe even get a session. Who knows? Your support helps make this show possible. And she loves to support you. Help support her too. Once again, this is Rainbow Raja, your spirit guide, guiding you to your ascension.